Welcome to our next episode, Passport to Wellness in 2019. And I am super excited that we have two brilliant female speakers with us today, Adrienne London and Danielle Pisa. And I'm going to allow them both to introduce themselves. Adrienne, over to you. Hi, yes, I'm Adrienne. I am a fitness professional and international speaker. I'm a global Adidas ambassador and a runner. So... Yeah, that's me. Running at five in the morning, I notice. Yes. That's intense. Yes. I do like to get up early. <laughs> and Danielle. Hi, I am Danielle. I'm a lifestyle influencer and also creator of the Danielle Pisa Method. Um, initially, I was a professional dancer, and that is kind of my background into fitness and exercise. Brilliant. Thank you. So we're getting all the clues and tips and tricks today, I hope, for how to stay well. So my first question, what does wellness mean to you, Danielle? Oh, um, I personally think wellness is very subjective. It's very personal. I, I don't necessarily think there is one definite answer. Um, I think it's about having some sort of contentment and um, kind of reassurance within yourself, both mind and body. I, I don't think there is a, I mean, there is a dictionary definition, but mm-hmm. I think it is very, very personal to each person. You know, all of us will have a different kind of view on wellness. Um, and I'm sure Adrienne is going to probably give a completely different answer because obviously yeah. it's personal to her. But mind and body. Mind and body, so yeah, definitely. It's not just one or the other. Adrienne? Yeah, I completely agree, Danielle. I think it's completely about a whole 360 approach. So mind, body, you know, emotional wellness, nutrition, everything. But essentially, I think wellness at the moment has kind of... I don't know, I feel like the word has become kind of commoditized and it's like a luxury thing and it's expensive when essentially for me wellness means waking up every day free from pain, being able to run, being able to move my body, um, as you said, being well in my mind, not feeling stressed out, not feeling anxious. And I think, yeah, I think wellness doesn't have to be very complicated. It's actually more simple than we think. And if you are somebody who wakes up every day without pain, then you're very, very lucky because, you know, not everybody does, unfortunately. That's great because wellness has moved from the aesthetic of everything and how you look and you know that's for confidence perhaps things like that but it's about what goes through your head and how you feel and how you move and all of that which is really great this last year it's been really interesting so we did a talk earlier this year and we talked about jaded eggs and crazy weird quirky wellness retreats so what trends for you guys need to stay put in 2018 and not move forward uh adrienne Trends that need to stay put, I would say, I think the the trend right now about people talking about movement, so they're using this word movement instead of saying Pilates or yoga or dance or running, because essentially I just think if we can all move more, then surely that's a good thing. So I'm loving the fact that movement seems to be a trend, whether that's, you know, just flowing, just like getting on a yoga mat and just moving your body around. It doesn't have to be in a specific pose, in a specific place. So yeah, movement needs to stay. I'm a big fan of just moving and shaking. And adding from that, are there any things that should be consistent in 2019? So not a fad, not these things that just last... Like I diets. guess I guess plant-based eating. I know that people, some people probably think it's a fad. I don't. I'm not necessarily saying that everyone should be um, exclusively plant-based, but I think there's nothing wrong with getting more vegetables on our plates. And I think you know the fact that people are now making veggies a bit cooler and a bit, you know, just a bit more fun and it's not just like the side option you know fun vegetables yeah Yeah, let's make veggies fun guys come on (laughs) what about you Danielle um I think sustainability sorry um is I mean it's kind of started the wave has started this year um a lot more people talking about it and kind of just general you know wellness 
for, for the planet as well as themselves um, and just small changes they can make. And I actually think that next year it's going to be quite a big shift in that kind of part, which is all to do with wellness because we are giving something good to the planet that will then in turn give yeah. kind of back to us. Um, so I think that is something that, that should not only be consistent but also really grow and increase next year. Brilliant. Beauties, facials, body treatments, focusing on healing, energy. This seems to be a really big thing for 2019. What do you think, fad? No, I, I'm definitely a believer in that. I think, as Adrienne said at the beginning, it is about a 360 approach. I, I don't think that wellness is only as long as you're doing four Pilates classes a week. I, I think all of these other things do come into that as well. You know, I know that if I've had a great facial... I do genuinely feel so much better. It's it is kind of all of those things are, yeah. are mixed in. Um, you know, full body massage. Absolutely, that's all. That's all part of wellness. You know, we're not all fortunate enough to be able to afford those regularly. But you know, one every so often, I definitely think will contribute to kind of our overall wellness. Are there any particular treatments that are new coming in that you recommend or think would be definitely want to try that or you've tried it and that's worth our listeners. I looking in for I haven't tried like cupping but I've heard that that's meant to be really good at kind of extracting kind of negative toxins or oh, wow. energies or something you get those really the, big red yeah. marks on your back yeah yeah it doesn't look that great so maybe don't do it if you're going to wear something A where bikini. it's going to show yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm kind of on the fence with this one, like especially with like gimmicky things, because I guess I'm, I don't know whether I'm sceptical. I just think that, again, like a lot of beauty stuff is very commoditized. It's kind of like, you know, buy this thing to feel good, buy this product to look better. And so I completely agree with you, Danielle, that I think it's kind of a, well, I think it's kind of a placebo effect. So if you're like super stressed out and actually the only time in your day to relax, it might be when you're having a massage or a facial. Of course, you're going to feel better. Of course, you're going to feel more relaxed. And it's actually nice to, you know, give back to yourself. But as you said, if you can't afford to do those things, A, I think we can kind of carve out space in our day to like do that ourselves. So, you know, like at home, you know, getting into bed early, putting a face mask on, doing a hair mask, whatever. But also I think it's that, pl- so that, that, that I think can be sometimes a bit of a pl- placebo because you just feel better when it's, the treatment might not be anything different to what you could do at home. But I do think there's definitely gimmicky things, which unfortunately, we just, in a fast society, people want a quick fix. They're like, I want to just wrap this stuff on my legs and not have cellulite, as if like, you know, as if that's something that we should all aspire to. And so often I'm just like, these gimmicky things, if they are super, super expensive treatments that you've never heard of that promise to change your entire body, skin, face, name, everything, I'm not packaging. buying it. I'm not <laughs> yeah. buying it. And just remember, think, why? Does it matter? Does it really matter? Are you going to feel like, is it going to change your life if you don't have cellulite? It's probably not. So... Yeah, I'm not really a fan of those kind of things. No, you're quite right, but I'll happily say yes to a full body massage any day. Yeah. <laughs> um, wellness treats, so we're all about travel. Going abroad, you've got the one-week wellness escapes weekend, yay or nay? Yay. Who wouldn't want to go somewhere nice and sunny and kind of be immersed in... I guess, like making new habits, trying new experiences. I think sometimes at home we get stuck in our routines or we get stuck in our ideas. And sometimes I think the best thing about people going away on these wellness trips is they learn new things because it kind of gets them out of their routine and their comfort zone. So there's no, for me, I'm a mum. So like I know some of the mums who I chat to who have been away, they're like, whilst they're there, it's not just the physical thing. It's the mental headspace of being like, I haven't got to do laundry. I haven't got kids to pick up. I haven't got this and that. It's all about you. You can really focus, give yourself time, attention, whatever. And yeah, eat well, move your body. 
in the sunshine, I'm like, come on, what's not to love? If you can, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's obviously a luxury thing. And if you can make it happen, it's also a good way for people to travel solo. I think, you know, for, sing, for single women who might want to travel, but maybe don't want to go to certain places on their own, going as part of a retreat can be a good way. Nice. And what about you, Danielle? I'm yay, definitely. Although I am nay to companies that are selling unrealistic promises. I think mm. people need to do make sure you've done your research. If you are going to go on a retreat, make sure it doesn't just look nice and shiny on the outside and actually you get there. Because I, I personally haven't had any bad experiences, but I have heard horror stories of people turning up and actually the chef wasn't creating the food that they had been promised. And actually they ended up eating things that actually weren't even necessarily nutritionally valuable to them so I, I think it's about kind of doing research similar to what you said about the beauty treatments there are a lot of gimmicks and there are a lot of people that just want oh, I'm just going to try and sell you this to make loads of money but actually it's not going to be beneficial to you so I think if people are looking at going on retreats really make sure you do your research and you know like us as influencers we are fortunate enough to be sent on a lot of retreats and we will give honest feedback mm. and say actually I loved that bit that bit wasn't for me but it might be for you I think it's important for people if you know they are going to spend a lot of money to go on these retreats yeah just to make sure that you really do your research on it. Are there any retreats that both of you have been on that you go, that was just one of the most memorable and you'd keep going back? I went to the body holiday in St. Lucia. Nice. And I mean, first of all, I was in St. Lucia. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved their approach. I I loved, there were so many different classes available, um, so many different treatments and so many different kind of lifestyles kind kind of had come together and were experiencing that kind of their own, program but amongst friends and like-minded people I personally just really loved it and would 100% go back. Adrienne? Um, where have I been? So earlier this year I was invited, I was actually teaching at the retreat um, and a well, at a wellness week in Turkey at somewhere called the Hillside Beach Club and similar to what you said uh, Danielle there was lots of different things available, it wasn't like a strict like itinerary that you had to stick to, I felt like the guests could kind of pick and choose and like make their own um, yeah, their own day of like, okay, I'm going to go to this Pilates and I'm going to go to this hit workout. There was hikes. There was all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and it just seemed, it, the place was beautiful. So beautiful. I'd never been to Turkey before. Do you find so. people coming tense and then by the time they leave they're just all zen I was doing like kind of high energy like okay energy <laughs> so, maybe the other so they were leaving exhausted <laughs> no, they weren't, they, no they weren't they were leaving like super energized and okay. super like in a good mood honestly these girls at the end they were like oh my gosh they were like I want to do this every day because you know you're just yeah like in the sun like I said like yeah. you know getting your the, the music helps like my playlists are banging so I feel like that you get helps, the tunes yeah. on and then everyone leaves in a good mood so yeah you both have a really strong presence on social media. What does that mean for the responsibility that you have to your followers? I definitely think there is responsibility. And I think anyone in a situation where they have a large platform, if they say that they don't feel that sense of responsibility, either they're lying or maybe a little naive. However, personally, I try not to focus on that. I would like to think that I'm responsible even if I speak to my friends and my family about things as opposed to a million people online. Um, I'm not going to be any different or kind of amp up how I how I feel about things just because I'm speaking to a wider audience. Um, and I actually think that that is what makes people successful online because actually they are themselves on and offline. You know, if we had a coffee, my thoughts chatting to you would be exactly the same as if I were putting it in a YouTube video or an Instagram video. Um, and I think that is actually what our followers not buy into, but which is why they find they can relate to us because we 
I, I don't focus too much on the responsibility side of it. I have it because I want to be a responsible 30-year-old woman, regardless of whether I'm talking to a load of people or not, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I hear what you're saying. I completely agree with that. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a mum to um, my son Jude. He's seven now. And it's exactly what you said. I think you can be a... a uh, not role model but you know you, you you are a role model in you know maybe to your siblings or to your children or to as you said friends or whatever and I don't I think I treat it in the same way um what I'd say about I guess some people with this whole like online responsibility and whether they kind of take it seriously or not I think it's definitely I don't know man social media gets a lot of bad press of course with anything with the whole world using it there's always going to be good eggs and bad eggs but I think there's some incredible people doing some incredible things online you know some amazing movements some you know the platforms have given everyone a voice it's now a level playing field you know what I mean like 15 years ago you know I wouldn't have had a voice or I wouldn't have had some of the opportunities that I have now and so I think in that way I just am super aware of that so I'm super grateful for that and I always want to kind of extend that to other people so like I will always you know people who might not have a platform themselves so yeah I think that's kind of a long-winded answer to that. (laughs) <laughs> but the crux is that everyone does have a responsibility and as yeah. long as you're honest and authentic, whether you're a lifestyle influencer or a well-being influencer, bring that into your voice and what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think remember that some people, unfortunately, if they like someone online and they follow everything they do and say, you know, you've got to remember that some young people out there who I guess they're very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They might be, gosh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought now. I just think young people who idolise people, perhaps, you know, if they've got an issue, whether it's to do with food, whether it's to do with, you know, exercise, obviously we both work in the fitness and wellness space. I do think that is something that people need to be mindful of because, do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like they won't, they might necessarily go to their doctors, their GP, or whereas they should, but they'll reach out to someone on Instagram and say, oh, what do you think I should do about this? Or, oh, what should I, you know, what would you advise for this? Or, oh, I have stomach pain when I eat dairy. Do you think I should cut out dairy? Do you both get that a lot then, a lot of questions from yeah I've I've had some um questions yeah where people are asking about kind of real kind of serious health or nutritional questions and I I do respond and I I say I I'm sorry I can't answer this you need to go and see a professional um I can give advice on certain things you know like we're we're qualified PTs so anything in that that kind of era I can um but when it comes to I think you know more serious health things I will always always direct people to see a health professional if someone says oh I've got a really bad ankle every time I do this I can advise if if they're in front of me and I can see maybe their techniques slightly out but if not I have to tell you to go to a professional because I'm not having that on my back if you end up with a really serious illness or injury Um, and I think that's where the level of responsibility comes in from us because unfortunately there are a lot of preachers on social media as well do what I do, do as I say, everything I say is right, this is the way you should train, this is what you should do, you know, you should only run, you should only do yoga, this is the best. And I I personally don't agree with that. I don't think my workouts are necessarily for everyone. Running might not be for everyone, but if it's your thing, do it and enjoy it. Whereas there are some people, unfortunately, that do really preach on what they do and they think what they do is best and almost try and make all of their followers do that rather than actually saying, look, this works for me, I love doing it, Find your own thing. And if you enjoy doing what I do, then cool, let's do it together. Fine. If not, then I think that's also another... So is that the advice that you would give to people who are looking to influencers and well-being when they're following them on Instagram? How do you suggest that they absorb all of this information? I would say just find you, which I know is kind of like a that's really like... difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, it is, a, it is. It is difficult. And I'm still trying to kind of figure out who I am, you mm. know. But I think find what makes you happy, what fulfills you... 
again, kind of going back to the wellness, it is, you know, mind, body, what what kind of energises you and, and gives you that kind of real buzz feeling and, and do it. If it's going for a run at five in the morning, personally for me, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> but that for Adrienne is like her thing that <laughs> she right. does. And I'm like, cool, you do that. You know, yeah. I, I just think it is about kind of finding what you want to do and then sharing that with the world. And then your, your true love for it will show through. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you will wake up at five and do it if you love it. Yeah, yeah it exactly. And that's exactly it. It's not a pressure to kind of, you know, do what everyone else is doing or keep up with the trend or do, you know, this pose or do whatever. And as you said, I think, you know, this whole thing of, oh, figure it out, find you, it is difficult for a lot of people. However, I think we, you know, especially as adults, we need to take responsibility for ourselves, for our own well-being, for our own mental health, for our own physical health. And that isn't always easy. But I think, you know, we live now in a time where there's so much info, there's so many books, there's so many podcasts, there's so many um, YouTube TED Talks, there's all these things available to us that didn't used to, you know, be there at click of a button. So if you are motivated to learn and motivated to make a positive change in your life, I do think that when you look for these things, um, yeah, you know, take responsibility and go, okay, I'm going to take this, as you said, with a pinch of salt, not take it as gospel, but say, maybe I should try this. Because a lot of people have uh, quite passionate ideas about things before they've even tried it, i.e. like my getting up early thing. Uh, you know, they're like, I could never do it. It's, they've never tried it. And, you know, people that say they're too tired to get up early and train, but then they drink seven coffees a day. It's like people don't always want to take responsibility and go, you know what, maybe I should try this, see how I feel, and then adjust my life accordingly. Yeah. Very good advice. Thank you. Are you a conscious consumer, inside out, outside in, um, and what works for you? Danielle? I try to be, yeah. but I'm not perfect. So it's something that I think I would like to work on. Um, but also recently I've seen a lot of people saying, oh God, we're told by society that we need to do this and we need to do that. And we and then you feel this immense pressure and anxiety that, oh, my God, I'm not a good enough human. And I kind of have the approach of, OK, no, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to do... I'm, I'm trying to live my life at the same time and, and enjoy life. Um, and if this is maybe something that I haven't quite nailed yet, that's OK, because I'm, it doesn't make me an awful person. So this, I feel as though I am trying my best in terms of being a conscious consumer and kind of relating food like you know I, I do like the odd pizza and you know like bad food as it is called yeah. um but I don't see it as bad I see it's really good it tastes great <laughs> um but I also know that you know it can sometimes affect um my moods and things like that so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of find that balance for myself balance all about balance Adrienne uh conscious consumer so I guess when it comes I guess yeah I'm I'd say in some areas I definitely am so yeah when it comes to um food consumption, food waste, um, you know, how food is sourced, where it's coming from. Like I've definitely, yeah, I'm a conscious consumer when it comes to food. I think that I could do better. As you said, nobody's perfect. I think I could do better when it comes to, I guess, things like fast fashion. And, you know, I think it's really great that these conversations are being had, but I do think we like to pendulum and polarise from one extreme to the other. And I think the extreme right now is being like, zero waste, you know, nobody um, consuming things that are only going to last for 25 years, don't ever, you know, I think it's kind of, yeah, pendulum into this polarising extreme, which isn't possible for everyone. You know, people shouldn't be, as you said, shamed or made to feel guilty about their choices if that's 
the choices that are available to them because I know it's all very well people going buy one coat that's going to last you for 20 years and stop buying fast fashion from a high street brand and replacing it blah 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 it's not the reality for some people whether that's through to social economic reasons whether that's through to scarcity mindset whether that's because they're a single mother with four children there's lots of issues there and I think now this whole like let's be conscious consumers and not you know there's a huge obviously it's it's great for people who can if you are of a privilege and you can make conscious choices as I said I'm trying very hard at home with food waste and you know not consuming um, virgin plastic products we can all do our bit but let's not name and shame people for going to H&M step by step do you know what I mean yeah. whatever you can in any capacity always helps yeah. amen tell well, us how you really feel Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both influencers and you're you have your platforms and your voice on well-being but no doubt you're always learning and developing and adapting new things. So what goals do you both have for 2019? I'm running six races next year. So <laughs> that's my so goal. starting small then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're my goals for next year. Like I, I like to have goals for the year because it keeps me accountable. If I didn't have goals for next year, when it's cold in January and it's grey and it's raining, you know, I, I feel it too. I think people just think because I go running early that I just always love it. I don't. But if I have a goal, then I know I'm going to lace up and I'm going to get it done. So yes. Yeah, Six races next year, I think in four, five cities. So, yeah. That's amazing. Is it for a particular charity? At the moment, no, but I'm always up for that. So maybe I should consider, yeah, maybe trying to hook a charity in there. Um, I've done work previously for um, End Youth Homelessness in London, which is a charity that I really want to do more for and also epilepsy research. So, yeah, um, always open to charity uh, suggestions. But, yeah, at the moment, it's six races, I think it is five, yeah. Six races, five cities. Very nice. Uh, okay, I am not running six races. <laughs> I, I don't have specific goals in terms of, you know, I, I want to do six races or anything like that. Um, I think this year has been quite a transitional year for me personally, um, both, you know, personally and professionally, I guess. And for me, mental health, which I know is kind of a, one of these buzzwords that everyone like throws around, um, but it's not something that I've necessarily spoken a lot about. I've kind of mentioned it a couple of times because a lot of people always tell me your life looks so perfect online and everything's so great for you. So I feel as though I've had to kind of say, no, do you know what, actually, I, you know, earlier this year, I took a whole week off of social media because I was really, really struggling. And um, I'm kind of trying to figure out myself um, and my own kind of mental health wellness and that next year is something that I want to take more time to do take like a day out or do things that I wouldn't necessarily normally do down to anxiety and mm. I'm nervous to do that and no one else is going so I don't want to go to these events and things like that like little things that I am going to try and work on so they might be really really short-term goals or there's an event coming up next week normally I'd be petrified to go but do you know what I'm going to do that and that for me is my equivalent of running six races yeah 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 um so that's kind of something next year that I'm I'm kind of trying to focus on um yeah just more more for me rather than like a an outward kind of career goal that's that's really good I mean I'm doing a whole campaign in January for red for mental health Mm. um just because especially in social media and online and that presence that you show it's not always the truth. So I'm running every day and I will be watching yes. your videos, Adrienne, yes. <laughs> to go get me out of every bed in, in the cold in I'll January. I'll run with you one day in January. You can run with me 30 days in January. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be realistic. I'm not sure where you live, but we could definitely put one in. Let's do Done, it. Done, let's do it. Done. Okay. Um, how do you bring wellness into a freelance lifestyle? Because, you know, you don't go to an office maybe eight to five, whatever it is, but often freelancing work never stops, ever. So how do you bring that into your freelance lifestyle? 
For me, it is scheduling, man. You have to schedule. I think because I am a mother, my son's got his own, you know, commitments, swimming lessons, athletics club, football club, Dylan's birthday party. The list yeah. goes on. So if I don't schedule my own training, if I don't schedule my own um physio or my own runs then it could become like an optional thing at the bottom of my to-do list which I don't want it to be I think if you prioritize your health and your well-being and you put yourself top of the list and you say you know what this is something that's important to me I, I you know I'm grateful that I'm able to move my body I want to look after myself I'm going to give myself this hour it's not selfish it's not indulgent it's important so yeah schedule in put it in your diary put it on a calendar, put it anywhere you need to so that everyone else in your house, friends, family, whatever commitments, know this time, guys, I'm running. This time, I'm doing this. So no one can ask you, like, oh, can you do this? Can you drop me here? Can we do this? No, no, no. If it says on the calendar I'm running, that is where I'm going to be. Um, and also for yourself, because then if you don't do it, it's like, oh, you've got to cross it off or yeah. rub it out or move it. And you're like, oh, didn't do Checking that. off a list is really satisfying. Oh, so satisfying. Greatest thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Scheduling, literally, yeah. yeah. I mean, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, I already I'm thinking about like the list of things that I've got that I, I need to do. And yeah, that is so satisfying. So, um, yeah, I just ditto basically what Adrienne said. Schedule. Schedule. Just make schedule. time for yourself and make yeah. sure you don't, uh, yeah, and don't neglect be, it. Yeah. Don't feel guilty about kind of saying, oh, no, friends, I can't come up then because I'm, I'm actually taking that time for something that I want to do and that I feel I need to do. You know? Really important. Yeah. yeah. Don't put that at the bottom of your list. What would be your perfect day? Ooh, perfect day. Uh, Danielle. I don't have a, I'd get up, I'd do this, I'd do it. I, I don't have a kind of a, sure, yeah. a, a set out perfect day like that, but it would involve me feeling really motivated. Um, it would involve a lot of laughter um, and it would definitely involve my family. I'm, I'm a very, very family orientated person. Um, it would most likely involve some form of exercise, but that would probably come with a whole motivation thing. Um, but it's... I, I couldn't say exactly oh, I would eat that, I would do that, and I would go there. Um, I think it would just be a, a mixture of, like, family kind of laughter, motivation, just feeling good. I, I mean, I think in my line of work, there are a lot of things that kind of try and drag you down and, like, bog you down and make you feel kind of a little bit, like, flat. Um, so if I get through a day and I kind of have felt really great the whole day, I'm like, yes, I've, I've defeated the day. I've done it. So that for me is, is a pretty That's good day. Great. It's all yeah. about how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Perfect day. So my perfect day, I love Sundays. I love Sundays. I feel like I love Sundays because you don't feel an external pressure. As you said, because you can work 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, we all could, regardless of what your career is now, you can all work 24 hours a day. You know, my husband's a teacher, but he could still spend all weekend um, planning, doing lesson marking, doing, uh, you know, assemblies. There's so much to do. So Sundays, I feel like there's less external pressure from the world. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know why. Also, I love Sundays because, yeah, being at home with my son, with my husband, um, maybe going to church, depending on what, what we don't go every week. But, yeah, um, that. I definitely exercise. Probably start the day with a run um, in the fresh air. Just feeling <laughs> like it's good. The sun's coming through the trees. Um, what else? Definitely food, cooking some great food and loads of it, having lots of different things. I think my favourite food, I had a thing recently, you know, and they ask you like your death row dinner. Yeah. And I was like, I want a buffet. I love a buffet. I love a <laughs> yeah. mixture. So when I'm cooking, I like to have like sticks like this with a side of this and lots of this. So cooking, having lots of people in the house, eating food. That'd be great. That sounds like a pretty good day to me. Great day. And feeling good. So it's all about feeling good. Yeah. 2019, where do our listeners need to go? 
Short haul and long haul. Short haul and long haul. Okay, short haul, I would say Italy, just because Italy is my favourite place in the entire world. The weather, the pizza, the pasta, the gelato, everything there. <laughs> like, basically all the food. So, Italy. And also, yeah, we I went to like Lake Como for the first time oh, this so year. Beautiful. And basically, I just want to live there now. Yeah. So, you, you what, what else could you want? There's lakes, there's mountains. Amazing. Long haul. Long haul. I went to Mexico this year. Again, nice. never been there before. And... I was, I don't know, I guess I didn't really have any expectation. I People had said to me, like, Mexico is amazing. And I was like, nah, I don't know, it just wasn't really kind of on my radar. But yeah, after being there for a week, I can definitely, I get it now. I get it why people yeah. were like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. Yeah, the people, the weather, it was everything was amazing. So short haul Italy, long haul Mexico. 2019 bucket list, what about God. you, Danielle? I would say short haul Barcelona. Nice. I've been there a Very few cool. times. Yeah. yeah, I went there earlier this year and I've been previously and I just love the vibe I love the people I love the spirit I love the fact that you've got a mixture of city and coast like all in the same place I I, I love that so you can kind of pick and choose what sort of vibe you want to go with and tapas absolutely so Barcelona Buffet style choice yeah, there we yeah, go <laughs> exactly yeah so Barcelona definitely is one uh, long haul Bali I went for the second time this year um, and I just love it I think it's I mean for such a tiny little country it is so vast you know, I've been to Ubud, which is basically like the jungle mm-hmm. um, where the monkey forest is. And then I've also been to Seminyak. There are just so many different amazing places there. And, you know, the people of Bali have been through a lot. You know, they've had real, you know, torrential weather and real kind of hardships, I, I think, as well that they face. And that everyone that I met there was just so lovely and positive and happy. And it does kind of make you think, oh, do you know what? A lot of people in Bali have a, a lot less than maybe what some of us in more of the Western world have. And they are still so positive and happy and just loving their life that, okay, yeah, like things aren't so bad for me if I have a bad mm. day. It's like, you know... It's I can, not about materialism. Yeah, it's, it's not at all. Yeah. Um, and I just thought the energy there was really, really great. It's very humid, but um, the not energy... Not good for the hair. Not so great <laughs> for the <laughs> hair. Yeah. Yeah. I had that in Mexico as well, people. <laughs> I have Afro hair, if you're listening. In Mexico, take a hair, take a headscarf. <laughs> yes. Just leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the humidity, not so great. But everything else, you know, I'm not going to not go to a country for the humidity. Yeah. yeah. Everything <laughs> else. sacrifice, yeah. Yeah, so short haul Barcelona, long haul Bali. Nice. My final question. For people who are struggling or really want to try and bring wellness into their lives, is there one top tip you have or, you know, a suggestion to take it in step by step or a mantra that you use or a daily practice that you go try this what do you suggest yes I oh my gosh I have so many so when you said one I was like oh it's it's okay I'm long-winded basically I would say first thing as you already said small steps often people want to change everything at once it's too much we get overwhelmed we do it for three days and then we're miserable and we go back so I think you know small steps Uh, secondly though my mantra at the moment especially with it getting dark and cold my mantra is you can do hard things and so when I say that to myself and to others I really mean it because I think sometimes, as I said before, about this motivation thing, it's like, Adrian, you're always motivated. It's like, it's not the reality. But what I do tell myself is that some days I'm going to feel motivated, and that's awesome. And some days I'm not, but you can still do hard things on those days. So when your alarm goes off, it's hard to get up, but you can do hard things. When you go out for a run and it's cold and it's hard, 
you can do hard things. When you're nervous and you've got to go and speak in front of a room, you can do hard things. So I think when you reframe it, instead of thinking, I'm going to feel motivated to go to this workout, maybe you're not. But just tell yourself, you can do hard things and then do the things, prove to yourself that you can, because then you're building your sense of identity, your self-confidence, because you're casting a vote for yourself every time you do it that says, I'm the kind of person who gets up when my alarm goes off. I'm the kind of person who goes for a run. And once you start to prove it to yourself, you'll start to believe it. And then sky's the limit. So you can do hard things, guys. You're like a motivational speaker. Oh I love yeah, it. I, I mean, like I anyone day. would think that I'm a speaker. <laughs> I need you like every day. Tim to Robbins call you. in the morning. To be like, Adrian, I feel a bit down today. Yeah, exactly. You could do hard things, Danielle. You can do hard things. My friends actually do that. My friends would say to you that they do do that. So anytime, Danielle. Oh, I will. Um, I totally agree with the small steps. You know, you see people that try and do an overhaul of life and they're like, right, okay, I'm only going to eat green and I'm only going to do this. And no, it's never going to work. Um, plus, they say that you need to do something for at least 21 days before it becomes a habit. Ah, So if you try sense. something for a, for a week, <laughs> then chances are you're probably, yeah, going to fall off the bandwagon, as it were. Um, so try small things, you know, maybe pick two things and then try them for 21 days. And after 21 days, they'll probably stick. And then you can add two more things. And, to, and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, rather than trying to do a complete overhaul of life, because it's, you know, we're human, it's not gonna happen. No. Um, so I would say that, and I would also just say like, find something in, whether it be your day or you, your routine or your week, that actually you really, really like, is, is your little kind of moment, whether that be, oh, do you know what? I really like going out for dinner with my friends during the week. So actually, I'll try and do all those other kind of wellness things that I've kind of set myself for, but actually then I'm almost gonna like, treat myself or reward myself by saying actually I'm still going to do the thing that I, I would used to do or that I still really enjoy doing um, so there's still a sense of you within kind of your new routine and, and you don't feel as though you've completely changed your whole life and you've got that still to look forward to um, for me I love making hot water lemon and ginger every morning and it's like if I haven't done that I feel like my, my day is kind of out of whack a little bit um, so that's like my thing that I like have to do and I like to do um, I mean it's also relatively healthy as well so it kind of it helps as well but if, if it was something else then it's like you know still allow yourself to to be you don't try and completely change your soul and who who you are and what you enjoy as a person but just try and make these minor little changes if, if that's what you want to do and also make sure you're doing it for you and not because so-and-so told you you should try this diet or you should try this thing like give it a go if it doesn't work fine like, know what works for you and and make those small steps and things that you want to do rather than what you feel you should do because society is telling you to do it Step by step, don't worry about falling off. Yeah. Everyone's... We're human. Human. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Before we go to the quick fire, I want you to tell everyone your social media handles and where they can be inspired by what you're both <laughs> doing. Adrian. Okay, cool. So my social media handles are Adrian LDN for London. And where you can find me to be inspired is on Instagram, on YouTube, and also on my brand new podcast. So if you are a podcast <laughs> listener, which I'm guessing you are, then yeah, my show literally just launched and it's called The Power Hour with Adrienne. Amazing. Thank you. And Danielle. My handle is at Danielle Pisa, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram mainly. Um, I'm also on YouTube. If you search Danielle Pisa, then you'll find my channel there. And also, I regularly update my website, daniellepisa.com, with all things health, well-being, food, and there are a ton of fitness videos on there as well that you can get involved in. All about the Danielle Pisa method? Yes. Brilliant. All to do with Danielle Pisa method. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Okay, so our quick fire round. Uh, I'm going to start Danielle you and then go to Adrian. One question at a time. Danielle, cabin luggage or hold luggage? 
hold luggage. Adrienne, leggings or jeans? Leggings. Uh, Daniel, makeup or fresh face? Fresh face. Uh, Adrienne, spontaneous or planned? Spontaneous. Danielle, pillow or blanket? Blanket. Adrienne, music or movies? Music. Danielle, water or wine? Wine. <laughs> oh, I love it. Adrienne, hotel or apartment? Apartment. Ooh. Danielle, solo or group holiday? Group holiday. <laughs> Adrienne, window or aisle? Window. Danielle, yoga or Pilates? Reformer Pilates. All right. Mix it up. Adrienne, spin or rowing? Rowing. Danielle, city or country break? City. Adrienne, running or dancing? Oh, my God, that couldn't have been better. <laughs> but I love them both. But Pick one. Running. You take okay. running, I take dancing. Running, yeah. <laughs> Danielle, mental or physical health? Ooh, oh, got to have both. God, <laughs> got both. Both, yeah, that's fair. 50-50. Uh, Adrienne, spa or home? Home. Danielle, fads or sustainability? <laughs> Sustainability. <laughs> Adrian, therapy or friends? For me, they're the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Danielle, rules or suggestions? Suggestions. Adrian, herbal tea or smoothies? Smoothies. Danielle, diet or lifestyle? Lifestyle. Nice. Thank you, guys. Ah, oh, that was fun. Some of them were kind of tricky. Yeah, bit of both. But yeah, and like friends and therapy, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> With wine. Like. With wine. I yeah. am the therapist yeah. and the motivation. Honestly, you, I can't tell you. I still have two-hour calls. You know, like back in the day when you were a teenager, yeah. and the phone's like, me and AJ, the phone's like 5% battery, and I'm like, babe, it's been two hours. I think I need to go. Um, but we can talk and talk and talk. But as you said, it's like, you know, you need those people. You need yeah. to call people and them actually listen. and be there for you and listen to what you're talking about.